0: Okay. Hmm? Oh. Oh. oh Mangalam, Gurudevaya, Devi Matriksha Mangalam, Mangalam, Bakta, Brindavio, Sarva Lokaya Mangalam. Om Stapakaya Chadaramasya Sarva Dharmasurupine Avatara Vadishtaya Ramakrishna Yamangalam Om Sarashiva Samaram Bam Shankaracharya Madhyamam Ashmarachara Prayantam Bande Gurum Param Param Om Guru Brahma Guru Vishnur Gurudev Guru Om Param Brahman Tasmai Sri Guru Vedamaha Tasmai Sri Guru Vedamaha Ganesha Sharada Guru I forgot, sorry. Daimah, so we're picking up, we're uh, reading from the Kali, Sa- we're discussing the Kali Sasaram, the thousand names of the goddess, Divine Mother Kali. And, of course, the most famous of the Sastanamas is the two most famous Sastanamas, Vishnu Sastanama and Lita Sastanama. Uh, but, of course, we're a Kali temple, and we always joke that we spent 11, 12 years, actually 15, 16 years, never talking about Kali, right? reading primarily from the Bhagavatam and other texts like that. So, by uh, beginning these these uh, these talks on the, on the Kali every every week, every week we do it, there's or five names and that's also tells so many things about Kali about the by mother tradition Shakta tradition a lot of philosophy a lot of uh, a lot of stories the different goddess forms of the goddess different goddesses and so uh, right now we're on verse 24 um, which is the names start at our hundred like 166 name I read last weeks just for the sake of Set it up. Verse 23 Katyayini Jagan Mata Jagatam Jagabandhu Jagadatri Jagananandakarini. So while Katjaini was there, we spoke about this thing Katyayini, but the primary cluster of name was Jagat. And so the reason I want to uh, back up a little bit to this verse is because. The first name of the next verse also has the word jagat in it, so we have to kind of back it up a little bit. It's very much connected in these clusters of name. So jagat, we mentioned jagat. We spent, I mean, we spent an hour and a half on the word jagat last week, but uh, it is comes from the word uh, for moving. So it's the the moving. It's everything that moves is jagat, and so that's a way of saying uh, of saying the universe or the world, and then it becomes by extension our world, the world of experience is Jagat. And it's connected with the idea of, uh, so you have Jagat, the moving world, and that's up against Brahman or Atman or something like that, or or, or that's the non-moving, right? So, So the term Jagat, as the world implies, there's something that's not moving, that's absolute, not changing, not changeable, not describable, like that. Uh, and then another term we've mentioned is is often in, in, in discussion on Vedanta and the like is Jiva Jagat, Jagat the world and Jiva is individual souls, individual individualities, right? We won't the problem with saying individual souls that's already bringing an extended concept, right? Uh, 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 our our friend Igor always points out uh, what what uh, for lack of a better word Christians call a soul. Right, exactly. Jiva is a slightly different conception, but we'll, it's okay to say it like that. So, so we have the mother of Jiva Jagat, another way of saying, it. not just Jagat, but of souls, individuals, our us, and our world. Right, so she's the source of that, and therefore, it, by implication, not only, oh, she's you know, the, the reservoir, the creatrix, the, the, the womb from which the entire world of name and form and individuals who experience name and form ex- exist. And come from that's the obvious meaning of of jagatmata, but the idea also that that there's something moving. It comes from something, right? So that something is also establishing ma as Brahman, not just, not just uh, jeev jagat. So these names played with that jagatmata, jagatam parameshwari in this world, she's the parameshwari, the supreme goddess. Jagatbandhu, she she's the friend of the world, the universal friend, or the friend of this experiential world of of, of of change, movement, name, and form. And Jagadatri, that's what we've I mean, spent a lot of time on—the one who supports the world. And I forgot to mention—we we we mentioned a little bit. We discussed a little bit. Jagadatri is a separate, is considered her own goddess. Goddess Jagadatri. Sharpuja is done after Durga Puja and Kali Puja. We mentioned like that. And she kills a. Um, she's a 4 goddess, golden, gory form, light form, and she kills a elephant demon. So we kind of like that. what i forgot to mention was it was in my notes before oh i don't have to put it in my notes i remember it and of course i didn't remember it is that she's connected very intimately with with Ramakrishna holy mother mm-hmm. right is that uh the she came to holy mother's mother in a dream or a vision and said i i want to be worshipped in your family perhaps actually she maybe she was worshipped by the ancestors of the family. But that, uh, uh, and it's also true that the Jagadatri puja was not, had fallen out of practice. Durga puja and Kali puja are super popular in Bengal, Although the year is, is planned around, like Christmas here, so you can't get away from Christmas or New Year, so Kali puja, Durga puja, you can't get away with, from. But Jagadatri puja, it's, an it's on the calendars, but not really. People, it wasn't that popular. It, it was beginning, so what I understand, beginning to lose its popularity. In the villages and unlike like durga puja it was a huge puja done by uh, uh zamandir this is a uh, landowners and rich people and and and, and it was done because it it's an expensive puja uh so that was that was done primarily in the cities and in and, and by and, and townships like that by big by, by landowners but jagadati puja is not such a fancy puja it's more simple and so she appeared to holy mother's mother that's Holy Mother's Mother's name. Devi, I want to say Chandra It's that Sri Ramakrishna's mother. I'm forgetting. Shama Sundari Devi. Shama, Shama Sundari Devi. Ah, it's okay, Erica. Thank you. Okay, Shama Sundari Devi. uh. uh which is that I want to be worshipped But I'm very poor, right? No, no. You'll not where you'll you'll be able to do, right? It says your and something like your daughter will help you. Your daughter's children will help you, something like that. So she began in her in her home. Her daughter means uh, Holy Mother. and Her daughter's children meaning all the monks and devotees of the Ramakrishna tradition. Um, so she began, to, and she herself would get would would gather all the equipment and utensils, and 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 have the puja done very beautifully, simple but beautifully. And so even after her passing, Holy Mother thought, I may, I haven't looked at this in a long time. But this the stories are there in the Swami in Chaitanya's new book. It's on Holy Mother. These stories are there, but. Um, uh, Holy Mother said no, she came to my mother and now my mother has passed so let it be finished but then she came to Holy Mother and said no, no I want to still be worshipped in your family something like that I'm hoping I'm telling that story if it's not it's a good story to tell so we'll just assume that's true and, uh, uh, and so Holy Mother continued the, the performance of the Jagarati Puja especially at, at her home village in Jorambati and it's still going on now but also, it's it's become more. I think partially because of that, the popularity of Holy Mother and Sri Ramakrishna and their, and their lila, the the deity has become more popular, and the puja is done more often now. Um, for for what I understand. Um, also, Holy Mother herself, she appeared as Jagalatri. There's a, in the, when we meditate and we, we we meditate on the lila of Sri Ramakrishna and Holy Mother especially in the Ramakrishna tradition they've tried, we've tried how to say um, to downplay a little bit the miraculous right, because like Swami kind of made a statement to Swami Shardin and uh, when Swamiji Belirma told us this he was telling us a story, a very miraculous story of Sri Ramakrishna where like Hanuman jumped out of a tree as a child and gave him fruit, you know, it's like all these and it's like, really Swamiji? I never heard that story oh no, it's, we know all these stories we know they're true Right, even Swamiji said these stories are true, but he told Chardon that don't include those stories, right? Because he says that don't otherwise there'd just be another miracle, mythological like, resurrections of the dead and miracle births and and, and Buddha being born out of the side of his mother and you know all these stories that have very deep meaning maybe happened, maybe are symbolic of something, right? But it, it becomes that, time and nobody will have faith in Sri Ramakrishna's teachings, right? So when you tell his story. Tell only the miraculous side that can't be avoided without missing an important part of his life, right? It's not that we don't believe other things happened, right? But just we down we we we're not focusing on that, you know the. Uh, uh, so the result so, same thing with Holy Mother we there's the the, the, the the main so it's interesting it's like a unique form of like reverse hagiography, right? Hagiography when you write the lives of saints you embellish and you or like that we're almost like trying to clean up. And make it less fantastical than it actually is, because otherwise, in modern times, nobody takes the same seriously. If it's too so mytholog so so supernatural, becomes it becomes myth- so it becomes overtly mythological, and we can't take it seriously anymore. That's nowadays we don't take mythological serious. Now I mean that's the reversal of of, of the trend, All right? So uh, uh, same so. so there's many examples of Sri Ramakrishna, people stories Sri Ramakrishna have seen Sri Ramakrishna in visions, of course that's one thing, that's a natural thing, but also even in his life, people seen Sri Ramakrishna as different gods and goddesses. Swami Chaitanya has a great chapter in one of his books, I think, How to Live in God, how to live with God, I think it's in the cha- one of the chapters of that book, where he said, I remember years ago, even before we were here, I think I think I think he read us that chapter in Bengali a Bengali book he was publishing. He said, you know, sometimes he, when he doesn't hasn't translated a chapter, he 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 read he look at the Bengali and give a running translation, a loose translation. He did that at Usha's old apartment, way where, and it was, the article was called bahe Ramakrishna," Ramakrishna in many forms, mm-hmm. right. And we always say, Swami, you have to translate it. You have to, you know, you have to translate it. No, no, somebody will, you know, his his normal things, when I die, they'll translate it. They'll translate it badly. Swami, you have to translate it. <laughs> Luckily, he translated it, clean it up, appropriate for an English-speaking audience or some adjustments. But it's a really fascinating. It's called Sri Ramakrishna, many forms or something, in many forms. But there it shows Sri Ramakrishna in all these, you know, people saw him as Kali, as Shiva, as Krishna, as Rama, as Buddha, as Jesus, as half Kali and half Krishna as you know I mean like it's just a listing of a, a collection of all the people's reminiscences oh one time I said I was sitting there just this morning I read one right uh, not quite uh, where the uh, um, who's telling the story I don't remember but one 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 of the his disciples years later after Sri Ramakrishna died saw one of the sweepers that Dakshinists were still sweeping he said I remember you from way back when, you're still here. And the person says, oh yes, I'm still here. So you you, did, you you saw our master, right? He oh, goes, yes, yes, I know I right?" And, and he left it, he told me he told me to sweep, so I'm sweeping. Yeah. Then he said, please, he was a shy person and due to positions like that, people were scared to say too much and to be too front. So he said, no, t- t- what did he say? He says, well, one time I was late at night, I, I came out, at, this is not part of our class, but this is interesting, it's this morning's emotional uh, story I read. Uh, I was late at night. I couldn't sleep, and I went walking in the garden of Dakshinishwar, He was a sweeper at Dakshinishwar You know, he was probably had a hut on the outskirts of it. You know, where they got, where the where the sweeper uh, lived. And I saw a light shining from the uh, the panch, Panchavati, actually where the Panchamundi, which is where Thakur, at the Panchavati, of the five trees, where Thakur established five skulls for his tantric sadhana. And then I went and I, saw, and I saw Sri Ramakrishna sitting there, but glowing. There was no light. He himself, the light I saw was coming from his body in meditation. Right? And it became overwhelmed and then I went back to my room. I got scared and went back home. The next day I saw him in his room and I went and I did pranams to him and touched his feet and did, did, uh, was worshipping him. Sri Sri Ramakrishna, why, why is this all this extra devotion today? Right, all this extra show of devotion and uh, uh he, and he couldn't say anything and he just was about to walk away and talk said no i understand right he says so my instruction to you, my devotees in the future will come this is before the disciples began to come this is during his tantric sadhana in the future they'll come you keep these area keep the path and the Panchavati swept right with my devotees. and you meditate on the form you saw last night he knew that he had saw this form right you meditate on that form and keep this area clean so i'm practicing that i'm meditating on that form i saw and all these years you all came later right and other devotees are also coming very beautiful but this is just one this is just seeing him glowing in the dark literally you know shining light but so many examples of that of, 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 of people seeing Sri Ramakrishna change in front of him in front of them reveal different divine forms so the same is true of Holy Mother Right. but the one that's most consistent of like literally people seeing her as a different divine form, as a goddess, is is usually Jagadatri. She many examples of this. Uh, Samyctitan tells a story of a monk, he interviewed, who was a disciple of Holy Mother. It's in his book also, uh, uh, that he was a brahmachari, young brahmachari, and he was a sevak of Holy Mother Shakti Devi, and he was she had very bad rheumatism. Right and um, uh, um, her feet were swollen and gnarled and she had never wore shoes of her life in her life so they were not in good condition an old woman, you know and he was, he said, my feet hurt please press my feet so he was doing some guru seva and pressing her feet and he was thinking seeing these old wrinkly feet those are his own words, right um, holy mother, you don't think your feet are <laughs> shelter uh, and he was thinking they say she's a goddess they're calling her the goddess you know, like the the disciples of Sri Yama couldn't believe she's a goddess she's just an old woman with gnarly feet right, and then he says that all of a sudden in place of her feet were two golden feet and he he, he looks up and he sees Ma with four arms and he passes out and slowly he comes to the Holy Mother saying my son, my feet hurt it's mm-hmm. he goes, he goes back to massaging her old right, so there's a little thing he got a glimpse of, of perhaps her whatever primary rupa as Jagadatri. Uh, I forgot to mention the cheese jug. Juggerna- and many stories, like there's another, uh, I remember the exact story, but in I, just I'll tell the story if it's a slightly off. Uh, um, the point will still be there. Um, I think one, one of her cooks, she had a Brahmin cook, eccentric Brahmin cook. I think maybe he got in some legal trouble or something, but she showed mercy to him and, 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 and hired like that. But he was very uh, uh, um, emotional and dramatic. And one time they were going from one. She was traveling maybe from Calcutta to Jambati or to Calcutta, and she took her whole party, including her cook. And they stopped the side of the road, and they're having a, you know have some food, some picnic type of food. And um, uh, uh, and so she get he gets her aside. Right? He says says, uh, uh, who are you? I'm your mother. No, no. Who actually are you? I mean, I but I already have a mother type of thing. I don't need another mother. You know, <laughs> I already have my earthly mother in my village. I don't like. And trying to say they say you're a goddess, oh they say I'm a goddess. No, no, you say you're a goddess, yes, I'm the goddess. No, no. Saying it's one thing, show me. You know, and then she is so and, and so saying, if I remember the vision correctly, she right there on the side of the road showed herself as Ma, as goddess Jagadatri. Right? And then and, and then and then the vision broke. And then he was overwhelmed and then he asked her, and then she said, What you saw today, don't tell anybody until after I die. That's why we know the story. He didn't. He was when he was the type that would tell everybody, "Look, everybody, come!" She's like, you know, that type of create a a, a ruckus, you know, a drama. Uh, uh, but then she, I remember the, one of the points she asked, says, "If your Jag- Jagadatri has two attendants, just like Vishnu has two attendants, uh, uh Jaya and Vijay, right? So Jagadatri also has Jaya and Vijay. These are like the, the general attendants of God, right? So uh, so he said, if your Jagadatri, whenever we worship Jagadatri, we worship her with her two attendants, Jaya and Vijay, right? Who's Jaya and Vijay, right? And without a doubt, Holy Mother mentioned, it was it was uh Gopalama. no no uh, Yoganma and who are the two tend Mother? Golapma and Yoganma, these are two disciples of Holy Mother, that disciples of Sri Ramakrishna, that spent the rest of their life taking care of Holy Mother, right? Very different personalities. One was very rough personality and controlling, and one you know one was more you know, but but still they were always there, and they were always taking care. They were they were the they're just always there, you know, <laughs> and Vijaya. So then when Goddess Jagadatri descended, she her and Vijaya also descended. Right. So it's interesting that so there's a connection between Jagadatri, and there's another. I'm just remembering stories are coming to me. Um, uh, uh, during Jagadatri Puja, uh, she was in Calcutta. It was away from home, you know, not at the village, and a very poor devotee came. He says, "Ma." We are managed in our home to perform Jagaratri Puja. It's an expensive thing. You have to have an image made, hire a priest. Even a poor person can do it. It's not like Durga Puja. You have to be really rich to really pull it off. But still, it's a big deal. It could be really meaningful if you come and bless the occasion. And so in the story, in, in it's in the Gospel of Holy Mother, There's one of the Leela's that's there, that she, she goes, I think, Gorima Ma and Durga Ma go with her you know some of these important people uh, and they go and they just go to they they go to the person's house they bow to the image give a coin donation to the priest type thing take a little prashadam and then you know they were very happy all the the family worshipped her feet and took her home right and 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 she said just see how even though it's such a poor family the goddess was shining The mother made a comment like that but i remember when i was reading this it's interesting the real Leela is actually there they they hire they, they they have an image made at great expense or some expense at least, and hire priests to do this puja the best they can right mm-hmm. to invite the goddess of the universe, there but she literally came, mm-hmm. right and took their food and, and, and blessed the priest, right and in human form she also came. So anyway, these are from last week's names: Jagadatri, Jagadbandhu, Jagadatri, Jagar As we ended, at the 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 cause of the bliss of of the entire world, all bliss in this world, she is the cause. So yes. verse twenty four. Caught up. Jagad Jiva Mai Jaga Jiva Mai jiva Mai Haima Vati Maya Mahamahi Nag Naga Yagno Pavitrangi Nagini Naga the verse twenty four. I think it's um one, two, three, four, five, six, seven names, six or seven names. So the first one has again Jagat. Although it's slightly changed here and actually I have to see uh, a couple books I have have one form and another form has a different spelling so sometimes by, due to the way Sanskrit works sometimes you put letters together the letters change but I'm not sure if that's what happened here I have to double check. So here it says uh, j- j- Jagaj, Jiva and, and other is Jagat or jaga, uh, Jagad. I've seen Jagat, Jagad and Jagaj. All three are possibilities, but two versions I have have jagat, so I left it like that. But it's jagat, it's just uh because of the the, the j at the end. Jagat jiva mai. So here we said jiv jagat, the, the, the soul and the individual and its world, and the world of it either it's the individual and the world or the world of individual full of individuals, jiv jagat, or jagat jiva mai. So mai is a very complicated, it's a simple word, but we've Ambika so Ananda trying to in the the translation we've gone back and forth in so many different ways of translating Mayi like we say oh Ananda Mayi that's easy she's blissful right Ananda Mayi is a blissful mother right because Mayi means full one definition of Mayi right it means full right but it's tricky because if Kali is also Ananda Mayi actually um, uh, Har- Haruda Guruji Harudan the priest who installed his Kali that he installed in his own home village, where he built a beautiful Kali temple. Actually, interesting. He came to Kali Mandir. He came to America seventeen times. Right. But you look what he still he lived in a small room at Akshinishwar. Right. But he used the money to build a beautiful temple. Right. Uh, his village is called uh, Ramakrishna. Something Ramakrishna village. <laughs> Forget what it's called. What yeah. <laughs> which word for Bengali for village. Like a uh, Ramakrishna Bhatti or something like that, and um, the Ma is Ma Ananda Kali right? The 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 blissful Ma, but it's a blissful mother. It's like oh, like you know, like like. Uh, remember, we, we've been one of the things we've been doing in our discussion, for Kali's names is that she's, she by saying that she's beautiful, saying she's beautiful, and saying that she's beauty, she's beauty itself as well as, attributed to her. So to say that she's blissful, that's okay. She's a uh, ma's blissful. You just look at her bliss look at ma's beautiful and blissful face right but it's not like she attained something and therefore is blissful or she put on makeup and became beautiful right she's beauty itself it's just we attribute but due, due to making an object of the principle itself we 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 think of her as the beauty as beautiful the power power as powerful ma's the most powerful she's power she's not powerful but she's also powerful because right? she, she's the source of power right so so and that's that she's, she's blissful, she's bliss and, 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 and she's a source of bliss, and she's experiencing bliss, right, so she's right, so so another, so that's the, saying blissful, that's easy enough, I mean, we but then we get some, we can got to those names like, then there's, itchamoyi, itchamoyi taught to me in that, in Chakulichamarichai, right, so what's ichamoi it means she's full of will, right so it means so blissful full of bliss means willful means full of, means willful now usually we think willful is not a good quality a willful person is an egotistical person or a stubborn person I'm a very willful person and it's very, when I'm called a willful person I'm very rarely it's a compliment describing my divinity <laughs> you have to overlook a lot of these things to realize my divinity <laughs> We humbly request you overlook all these qualities. <laughs> uh, 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 uh So, she's but by saying she's itchamoy, I mean she's she does what she wants. She is desire. She's desire. She's Icha. So so it's she's itch. I mean she she has her own way. She has she, her will is done. Itchamoy. But 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 also it's like she, by by uh, um, she's she's volition itself. She's. Actually, to get a little technical in Tantri, we have, shakti, you have Icha Shakti, Jnana Shakti, Kriya Shakti. Icha shakti these are three powers of, of the goddess, you could say, or three aspects of Brahman, or three aspects of the self. It, actually, they're based upon Satyatananda, actually, the three gunas, but here it's the power of will, Icha, and volition, and, and Jnana, wisdom, or knowledge, perception, wisdom, knowledge, like that, and then Kriya Shakti, movement, action. Right, so so is can be philosophically interpreted, she's full, it's, the problem with this word full is a weird thing, right? And then it gets more complicated, it was mai is she full of Brahman, is Brahman different than her that she can fill up with? And if I say I'm Mai, like I can say oh, I'm overwhelmed by Brahman, right? But she's described in many places, at, I mean in the Shakta text, she's described as Brahman itself, herself, Brahman herself, let's say, <laughs> Brahman <laughs> itself, right? So, 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 one of the things that Samadhu was playing with is maybe like, like a contain. Like she contains Brahman. That's an interesting idea. By saying she's full of Brahman means that she's bigger than Brahman. Brahman is one of her qualities. He's saying I'm not like I'm blissful. I've attained bliss. No, I'm blissful. She's blissful because she's so great. Bliss is one of the things that's inside of her. She's the container for that. that's another way of thinking of this Ma'i idea. Right, so. All these different ways to think of it. Now we have Jagat Jivmai, right? So is she... I mean, she could be full of souls and the world. Put all the souls in the world together and you make Ma, maybe. <laughs> you know, it's one way of... I mean, it's one way of thinking of it, you know. It's no, it's, maybe that's what the name means. Some people have, have seen in this name kind of an idea that she's Jiv in, as a sense of life. So she's life in the world. She's the, the life of the world. The thing that makes jagat move the world becomes jagat because of jiva J- the world moves like well, this body is dead body but because of a soul or a person uh, individual it moves so, so she's the jiva of of the jagat that's one way of thinking of this this uh, jagat jiva right right. All right but but uh, 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 but uh, But 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 when we say when she but when we say the way it's usually th- the way we think of it as being as meaning philosophically is that she is Brahman itself. That's another, way. I think that's maybe the way Swamiji has chosen the translation. She is Brahman. She's Brahman by saying, "Oh, she's Brahman." Sakura says, "She's Brahma. right? She's not. I mean, she is Brahman. Not like she has Brahman to attain Brahman or gives Brahman or contains Brahman all these are aspects of it but the point being made she is Brahman she's Brahm, She's Brahman itself right so using that criteria right she is Jagat and Jiva right she is individuals and she is the, their world she is us and our world that's a very interesting idea right that's a very Shakta idea ultimately right uh, that there's only one being here Right, and she's become. This is a real time. She's there's one being, and she's become everything, including us. Right? How? It's a mystery, of course. Right? I mean, the thousand names are unfolding some of these ideas, but she's become everything, including us. So we sometimes say, like, she's the one speaking. She's the one listening through your. She's speaking through my voice. She's listening through your ears. Right? When you know this. She's the one playing all the parts. Our Guruji. Our, uh, Swami Vishnuvananda. Right. He used to, that was his I shall tell you something secret. I shall also tell you on Facebook something secret. <laughs> this is a problem when you try to do esoteric talks on Facebook. It's no longer by definition esoteric, right? But so anyway, as Jesus said, Those who have ears, let them hear. I'll just make the statement, only a few will get it, you know. But he used to say, actually, some unseen power. That was his philosophically sophisticated name for God some unseen power right he was shocked ultimately by this definition i think it was the unseen power interesting this definition of as god is unseen power right we have electricity is a seen power right that's said, unseen power is electricity within the light light is the seen power sorry what i have to say the unseen power is electricity right here's an example you say like oh that electricity is light in a in a, in a light bulb? Is heat in a heater? Is movement in a fan? Is coldness in an air conditioner? Is you know all these different type of things? It's one unseen, but it manifests in all these different ways. But the power is one and unseen. That was his metaphor, his example, or, or uh, however. So he says, actually, the highest. This is the secret. The secret teaching. He says some un- that unseen power, some unseen power, is plain as the individual souls. This is his mystery. This is a great mystery. This plane is all the individuals, so including you and me. right? She's playing these parts. It's plain. He would use probably the it language because he was also Vedantist. Yeah. <laughs> Shakta and Vedanta. The power was an it. We're Vedantist and Shakta. We're Shakta. He was the Vedantist and the Shakta. We're Shakta and Vedantist. So Brahman is a her. And from our <laughs> the way we explain it, him Shakti was an it. Uh, but that that she's playing all these parts. How look at this? We yes, last week we said like a dream. There's so many examples that are given. How you know in a dream we play all the one being playing all the parts and all the experiences and the whole world. It's all, it's a way of describing it. It's not exactly like that. But but this is it's interesting. This this name Jeev Jagat Jiva Mai. she who is the world and living beings or living beings and their world itself, themselves so that's a very and that, that fits the other names. that's why it it's the, was uh, Jagat Bandhu and Jagat Datri and Jagad Mata and, you know it, it fits the flavor of these Jagat Ananda Karini it fits these flavors of these names so then so that's the end of the Jagat names and the, and the first verse of uh, uh, first name of the, this verse and then it switches there's I think a transitional set of names before the next little cluster but they're all connected the next name is Haimavati, 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 I have to get the right, Haimavati means, uh, what does Haimavati mean? You know what Haimavati means? It's from the Himalayas, Himalayas actually comes from this name, right, so she who comes from the Himalayas. So this is, obviously it's a name for par, as as Parvati, That's a simple, I mean in in, in common story, Parvati itself means she who comes from the mountain, the daughter of the. We say the daughter of the mountain, Parvati, right? Parvat means mountain, right? What's the mountain? In the stories, you know, her father is the Himalayas, right? The uh, the the lord, the personification of the Himalayas. What's his mother? Her mother's name. I have to go back to, eight hundred and thirty-two episodes of Devan Gita yeah. Mahadev to remember, yeah. and I've already forgotten after eight hundred over eight hundred episodes. Wow. We need to watch. I think we do have to watch again. We at eight hundred. You have to start over again. I think. I forget. But so so it's a name for Parvati. So It's another another way of saying Parvati, right? The daughter of the Himalayas. She comes from the Himalayas, right? Now yogis interpret Parvati significantly, right? We we, uh, uh, and I believe this name transitions into names dealing with Nagas and Kundalini. Right, so we have to. Uh, so we'll assume we can give it, because of its placement, we can we can assume that the names may have justified this way of thinking about parvati, the kind of tantric yogi way. They say that parvati being born in the mountain is equal, just like she comes from the mountain. We have her. She comes. She's in. The mountain represents the body or the earth element or the muladhara chakra, right? And therefore, so that's earth, and she's born from the earth, right? Means she exists in within the body as Kundalini. This is the idea often given, right? And like Gori Kund, where Ganesha is born, is uh, the whole story where Parvati, who's the earth, who's who's a mountain herself, takes dirt from her own body and creates a, a, a child, so that, that uh, so he so that becomes Ganesha earth element from the within the body and what does he do he guards her abode her kund right that gori kund is the kund of kundalini the pit the pond like that the the base of the spine that's how yogis interpret it of course the stories of parvati the general stories of shiva and parvati don't have to be interpreted this way maybe it's a mistake to overly interpret it this way right but that is a yogic interpretation of parvati and it's I'm stating it because of the way the next this cluster of names is developing. Haimavati. So uh, she's born from the mountain. So this body is the mountain that she's born from. So she's born, and once then she comes out of the body, which is the, this is the symbol or, uh, of the awakening of Kundalini. Energetically described that way. Psychologically could be described as transcending body consciousness. I mean, when, when consciousness is no longer trapped in the body, that's called enlightenment or transcending body consciousness right yogis would describe it energetically as kundalini freeing itself chakra after chakra tattva after tattva beyond earth beyond water beyond fire beyond air into, into consciousness and beyond mind and ego and buddhi and and you know the, the way of describing it right until you get until she has her uh she's perfectly free or we can say when consciousness is no longer when, we're no longer, when our conscious no longer attached to the body and identified with the body, that's awakening of Kundalini. That's enlightenment. That's Parvati. She comes from the body. Right? She's free. She's born from the body. That's one way to interpret it. But it's interesting that this name, Haimavati, there's other goddesses by this name. Right? It's a name for, for Parvati. right? It's also a name for the Ganga. right? not saying that maybe this is identifying Kali with the Ganga. There's names in the Sasanama that will do that. I think she's one of her names is Ganga for instance <laughs> All right so but that's more overt but that's on later cluster it's, but um but so and there's also a, a Vishwamitra's wife is called um uh, uh has a wife named Haimavati um there's, a, there's other important characters in the Mahabharata like that was his name so with that so there so Ganga is an interesting name if we think of Ganga as the second most popular Goddess named Aimavati means there it means it's not it, it, it descending from the Himalayas, right? Because the Ganga descends. Actually, she's not the daughter of the Himalayas, she is the daughter of, she comes from heaven. Right? She actually descends from heaven and lands in the Himalayas and then descends to earth, right? That she falls in Shiva's hair and, and goes down, right? The Himalayas itself are Shiva's hair. So that's an interesting thing. So this name would mean, mean if we attribute the same style of uh, interpretation for, for Kali, that she's not coming out of the body. She's descending from the Himalayas, not coming out of the Himalayas, right? So it's not exactly like born from the Himalayas. She descends, she comes from the Himalayas. That's a better word for a translation of Himabati. So that's a different thing then. That, 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 that changes the symbol a little bit because then where are the Himalayas? Of course, Shiva's in the Himalayas, and, if, and when the Ganga comes down, lands in, your, in his hair. Uh, if you need a, 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 a visual, we can look over at Ananda's hair. <laughs> you tie it up, you'll see exactly what the Himalayas yeah. what look like. And if you've been in the Himalayas, if you go up to like a Ganga, to follow it down. You feel you're like driving up and down uh, uh, Shiva's dreadlock for sure. You know, the coil trying to get past, trying to figure out a way to get up, up the hill. You, know, you have to go back down and back up. You know. So this is and so it's from the another and often the name himabati it's it's a name you can people give it a poetic name you can give a girl uh, and it uh it's like descends from the lofty peaks himalayas you it's not just like mud like muladhara chakra like earth right like there it becomes it's romantic it's, it's aspirational it's it's um uh, 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 it's vast right you see I mean, Krishna says among mountains I am in the Himalayas. You see the Himalayas; you're seeing something divine, divine realm. They're not earthly. They're they're between earth and heaven, right? When M, the recorder of uh, the of uh, the Kittamrita, the gospel, he went to Assam and and no, where the where the T not the tea. um Darjeeling, I think that area, and you can see the Himalayas. It's the yeah, Himalayan it foothills there. And he saw, and he came back, and Sri Ramakrishna asked him, "Did you see the Himalayas? Did you see the snow-capped peaks?" He goes yes. Did you cry? Mm-hmm. Yes, very, very, good. very good, right? Because you're seeing, you're seeing. Krishna says, "That's God. That's me," right? These glorious sights. These are, these are. They, they take you. Up, if you've seen the Himalayas, I mean, the first, the first time, if you ever like on, on, when you remember the first time. You go to India and you go to the first time you actually like you're driving you're trying to drive up and the first time you're know, you going into the mountains, you know oh, I'm in the Himalayas mm-hmm. and there's the Ganga and there's the Himalayas you know like maybe there's yogis here you know you start thinking like that right and then you turn around and then all of a sudden you for a brief second on the road you actually catch the first glimpse of the snow-capped peaks it's like you know the so, so Haimavati has that flavor to it she descends from that realm these are heavenly realms right so if if the Himalayas are the body, the the snow capped peaks of the Himalayas are the topmost part of the body. This would be the top of the head if we were to interpret it back to the body, right? And so this is also the abode of Shiva, where Ganga, she's she comes from the Himalayas, but she comes from heaven. So it's almost, she comes from heaven to the Himalayas, and then flows down to earth, right? So it's an interesting reverse image of not coming up. We usually think of Kundalini coming up. Right here, it's she who descended, right? But that also is the image of Kundalini because the Kundalini, how did she? How did she? How did the Kundalini end up at the very base, trapped, trapped and enmeshed in the elements, uh, is, uh, in the in the Muladhara chakra, right? She came down that way. She she came down, and then we have to bring her back. We want to take her back to the Himalayas in a certain sense, right? Take her and where Shiva lives. Shiva lives at the top of the head, and so the whole idea of the Kundalini comes up to the top. Right or the soul aspires for the divine beyond the body beyond up to heaven beyond heaven you know this type of aspiration mapped in the body is from the base of the spine to the top of the head. Uh, um, uh, so she descended and, and we she and uh, um, spiritual life is her ascent, right. So this is Sri Ramakrishna used these terms a lot alom and bilom, right and this is a term in yoga it's a term in tantra. In, in yoga, it's simply Alum means like back and forth or up and down, right? When you like, when you do just that, that like Narus, but without, without, um, um, what is it, uh, without holding, without hold, without retaining your breath, without kumbhaka, right? We do, uh, that's called Alum Pranayama. It means up and down or back and forth, right? So that's, uh, but has another meaning of uh, uh, involution evolution right and so when we think of up and down or back and forth or involution evolution that's becomes the symbol of, of in in tantra and yoga of the uh, of going down back in from infinite consciousness trap trap trap, trap uh, limited 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 limited, limited to body consciousness right and then the way back up like you think we can do it real simple from if uh, uh into abstract, we'll do a little bit abstract, And you, know, you have like infinite consciousness, then you have like infinite mind, and then you have like, a, 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 a intelligence and ego, and then then limited mind, some order of life, I forget which order those belong in, or then you have like, space, air, fire, right, fire, water, is everything everything getting denser and slower and thicker, right, and then matter. Right like you know um water freezes and stops moving, you know, and so you think infinite consciousness, infinite power, infinite consciousness, descending, involving itself, right, being involved this idea we use the word evolution differently in evolutionary thinking now, evolution is is a description uh, we use it as a description of by random mutations uh, uh, uh by random chance mutations, most likely. Um, things are advantageous for survival and those genes get passed on. And this is how 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 it is describing how things have changed, how things went from simple to complex, you know, to, or or from one form to another form. But here the word Im- evolved means it's 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 taking something is being re- something's being brought back that's been involved. Right. So it's a different Hindu idea of evolution is it has to have something involved first. Right, so you have infinite consciousness, reduced, reduced, seemingly reduced, 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 right, and now it's trapped, and here we are. That's you and me in 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 the physical world, and yogically in muladhara chakra, psychologically in body consciousness, uh, 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 um, and and practically in the material world, right. Uh, So then there's. Evolution, which should be from Muladhara, you know, this is how yogis meditate, you, know, you can only need coming up from the Muladhara and, and the, 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 from earth to water to fire to air to space to mind to and it moves up Mahat and Tattva, all these different things up to up to Purusha and like that. Depends on what system you're following, how many more tattvas there are above above us. Right. So she descends as Haimavati. Right, so so even that, so it's still the symbol of Kundalini. How the One from the from, from that glorious realm has descended, as if seemingly into this realm as us, as Jeev and Jagat, right? As, as the world and everything, she's become. when when Guruji said that unseen power is playing all the parts, is playing individual. This is another way of saying this. She's that one thing is, in all of us, as all of us, like that, but in limitation. Maybe self limitation, and we have to, you have, to you have to blame her for it, right? She seems to so, like it this way, right? But she also wants to go. The spiritual urge, when it awakens in us, we want, we want. We want the Himalayas again. We want the the rarefied atmosphere, right? Where where God and man are not. I mean, it's like if you've been, if you even the physical. I mean, I know the Himalayas are not just the Himalayas. And there's a there's a spiritual Himalayas and the physical. But if you go higher up, you know, you, you keep going higher and higher up. You realize you're, go, you're going, you're leaving the material world behind somehow. You know, uh, it's not just like mountain climbing or something. It's like you're literally. It's it's every step you're going, you know, literally <laughs> walking to heaven. Perhaps you know, as we can get. But that aspiration is the soul's aspiration, which means if it's the soul's aspiration, right? right that means it's Ma's aspiration. She is Jiva. She's the life in this world. She's Jagat Jiva Mai, right? uh, Um, She's the search for happiness in this world, the search for bliss. She's Jagat Anandakarini, the previous name. right? So, so this Haimabati, she ascends and she wants to ascend. right? So again, we're using, these names have a Kundalini-ish flavor, and I'm setting that up a little bit because the next names will have that. So then, there's another name that is very uh, popular word with no clear definition. Maya, jaga jaga jiva mayi, haymavati, maya mahamahi. So now the word Maya gets stuck in there, and so maybe Maya is an important name, right? But it's interesting that it gets stuck here, or gets placed here, or reveals itself here. Um, so Maya, is a very, it's probably, it's one of the most important concepts in Hinduism, right? Hindu philosophy in every school of Hinduism. And every school of Hindu, Hinduism will have a definite definition, right? So that's, you, there's a lot of definitions of Maya, right? Like you, we think of my, oh, Maya is like illusion or delusion, right? Uh, illusion, delusion, they're almost the same word, but yeah. one's purpose, one's directional, Right. Uh, uh, when one's uh, causative, you know, you're deluded, you're in ignorance, and you're and you've been deluded. I, I think I mean you can say I'm in delusion, but it has a more powerful. So one definition of Maya is that which is and isn't. Right. This is a, a in Vedanta they have all these different. I I didn't collect because I had an uh, our day got away from us. Didn't go the way was planned. I had planned to like. I've given classes on Maya in in the Bhagavatam so I had probably can find some notes on you know 16 different definitions of Maya with the appropriate verses and descriptions and examples of them but like you know one example that that which both that that you see it but it's not there that's Maya that's one definition there's even like Maya made iti Maya one of those type of iti Maya such and such that which is this and not that and both this and that is not called Maya there's lots of these type of definitions given in the in the text um so example of what you what you see but isn't there right so one thing is just to to, uh uh, something uh, so that what, what what's an example of that the example that's classically given is a mirage you see it you see water in the desert but there's no water in the desert right you see it it's there you're seeing something but it's not actually there you know so it's a uh, mistake, mistaken perception. You could maybe that's a way to describe it. There's another way of using the word Maya is a mistaken interpretation of what's perceived. Right? You see it, you're seeing something, but you don't. You're not seeing. It. And the other example of that is like the, uh, in the in the in the, the um, Sutra commentary, it's given as um, uh, is it a silver pro? What uh silver, silver uh, uh, the term like the inside of a of a of a of an oyster shell or something. It has that silver. She's like, oh, it's silver, right? You've seen silver. It's not like it's, you see it and it's not there. You see it and it's there, but it's not silver. That's another Maya. So you, that Maya, you're simply mistaken. You're, you're deeply mistaken about what you're perceiving. That's another thing. That's another thing. Like, so you really say, oh, this world is Maya. That's a common bold blank, blanket clobber statement that Hindus like to make against each other in their own perceptions. <laughs> it's Maya. <laughs> right? You're in Maya. This is all Maya. Give up Maya. Uh, so we can mean it in all these different ways one way is that it's it, it's, it's not really there whatever it's it's we're seeing although we're seeing it, it's not really there another thing is that we see it and it's there but it's not what we think sure. many other ways of, of thinking of it um, uh, then you, what what the, the classical what that uh, Shankaracharya likes, uh, has used and become super popular it's even made it into Devi Bhagavatam even the Devi Dvayama herself uses it as an example of that the superimposition, that how do we see something that's not there, right? Oh, we, we put it there, we, we want to see water and we see water there, right? It's not just a trick, we, we purposely seeing water, we're mistake, something's there, but we it, uh, like it, that, but you see it's, that's, that's, that's part of both definitions. Like when you see the example of the, the classic example of like a coiled rope, you think it's a snake, you see a snake, but there's, and then you realize, oh, it was always a rope, right? I was mistaken, I reacted to a snake. So you, you put snake on rope, right? Or, and, or you saw a snake and there was never a snake, right? So it's that definition also. Or you saw something, looks like a snake, but your interpretation was wrong. It's not a snake, right? All these different ways of using it. In the Devi Bhavatam, which is closer to this text, right? Ma says, I show myself as a snake in rope. That's interesting. So now we get to this interesting name Maya here, right? You know, it's like the reason turns out that rope that ropes are often confused as to look as snakes is they look a lot like snakes, right? Uh, It's not our it's uh, uh, a it. And so she's the one showing herself as a world, right? You know, it's like it's not we see we see a world of Jeev Jagat, right? We see a world of name and form, of change and, and, and manifestation and vibration. So she's so, and what do we see? We see a world that's, we see shape and form and name. And she's saying, that's me, right? So she's showing her, but we don't see her. We see a world we, 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 we see name and form. jeev and Jagat and Nama and Rupa. We'd, and we don't see Brahman. We don't see Shakti. We don't see unseen power. We don't. I mean, we, by definition, you don't see unseen power. It's unseen power, right? So, but she's showing herself as this, but we're not seeing her. We're seeing this. And whose fault? That that's her. That's because This is how she's revealed herself. She can reveal herself otherwise if she chooses, right? And so we often say, "You've heard. You hear." like, "Maha Mai Ki Jai." victory to Mahamaya. now by most definitions of maya that's a horrible thing to say we're trying to fight maya over at least overcome maya awaken from maya renounce maya not be tempted by maya all these different not be deluded by Maya. we use all this type of language right so by saying Mahamaya, she is i mean we see this maya is her right she's showing herself if we see a world she's showing herself as this world she is the world and all living beings right but how to see her, right? And so it—that's a trick—is that she shows herself as a world, and we see a world, not her, right? If we, of course, the saints look at the world and see her. Often, often they use that language. Sometimes they—I don't see a world; I only see one. The world disappeared appeared. That's a peak experience. That's not a daily. You can't, you can't make tea, not seeing the teacup, right? You know, maybe perhaps in a peak unitive experience you, you experience you know like there's no difference and there's only subject and object disappear in a flash of unitive singular singularity you know it's like oh, we can use that type of, type of language and maybe that's a real thing the result of that is not there is no teacup the result of that is like wow this teacup is ma and the tea is ma and the taste of the tea is ma and I am also ma you know it's like that's usually how the saints may, often will describe they're the the result of their experience, right? That they 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 seeing Ma, they now see her in the world, in Jiva and Jagat, right? So this is interesting. So Maya, and then the name the next name Ma Mahamahi, Mahi. That means power, great. Maha means great, and Mahi means greatness or something something like that. You know, this kind of play. So she's really really great, right? So it's like so, but it's interesting to say Maya. She's Maya and she's maha-mahi. maybe that's just like she's evil and good i don't think it's like that that she you know that she's delusion and you know, it's like her greatness is i think they're connected because not only by sound maya maha Mahi, uh, uh, uh uh that when the the, the the saints who who we believe they've claimed or we believe to have realized the Divine Mother, right? Their description, is, when they describe it, oh, she's everything. She, she's, They are the ones that she's, you know, if you say if she's everything, she's she just, you know, Vivekananda himself was rejecting, when Sri Ramakrishna was talking like this, he's a classic example of somebody who talked just like these type of mystics that don't make sense to us. And Vivekananda at that time, young Narendra, he rejected this uh, overtly. Of Vedic philosophy, interesting. He was a great preacher of Veda, but that's not how he got there. He had to, he had to be talked into it and realized into it, back, forced into it. Uh, uh, what what a ridiculous! He literally say, "What Brahman has become a glass of water?" I mean, that's blasphemous, right? But Tarkar would drink a glass of water, and it's like, "That's Brahman. right? You know, one person's blasphemous, the other, it's the it's the height of experience, right? So the realizing that she is Maya itself, right? I think that's then then you could start saying that what her greatness is right this is how great then you then the response is how you know she's um, uh, there's there's one there's one story Sri Ramakrishna losing my head stories from a monk that he I think he saw that monk. There recently read a book that fleshes out the history of different monks and sadhus that Sri Ramakrishna met in his early life, where he got a lot of his examples, right? But he said that his his he in the morning he'd get up and he'd like clap. Ah, beautiful, ah, what a wonderful, wonderful job. Excellent, wonderful, you know, just completely blissed out by how beautiful the great job God has done. And then at night he'd go to bed. And the morning he wake up, take his bath, and ah! beautiful excellent bra- bravo type thing <laughs> right seeing god's greatness requires you to see god right not like like you know it's like it's, and so i think these names work that way right there's also i mean if if you I haven't done this in a long time but if you look up like maya and hinduism on like wikipedia it's like it's like uh the deluding power a magical power that a god that the gods use to fool people that's something like that <laughs> And that's because that's also one of the languages maya Maya is like magic Uh, and here magic is both the sleight of hand magic that's maya right or the like the real magic you know somebody making you controlling you or making you do something some power some power to to overwhelm you and to change your and and make you and so and and there's languages yoga maya Maya, mahamaya there's different language in in like it says like um I, uh, yashoda when yashoda opened saw the universe in krishna's mouth right and then afterward she forgot and just uh, stopped eating mud right not like overwhelming oh my god he's god and i saw countless universes including countless yashodas looking in krishna's mouth looking at you know it's one of these almost druggy explained experiences of, of uh, you know the, the this wild uh, description and it's described, oh, that she was covered by Yoga Maya. So not by Maya. Like, we usually think of Maya. Like, oh, oh her ignorance, her own foolishness, and she forgot to, she was overwhelmed by by the, by root ignorance, once again, not to see, even though Krishna showed her. But no, no, Krishna covered her purposely, right? In order for her to... So there's all kinds of... So, so of course, we're not assuming that Krishna's directly, or Ma's directly covering us purposely in order to increase our rasa. But maybe... That's exactly what he or she is doing right we're not seeing her because she wants this play to go like this she wants to play all the parts you know mm-hmm. I am one that become many she's playing the parts for a reason right uh, 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 she this yoga Maya Mahamaya Maya <laughs> you know uh, 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 it's hard to say which which how this is meant here because no commentary is given except the one we're giving But uh, uh, I don't think it's just like oh she's just total mistaken Perception, that's not what's meant by my or by or If it's magic, if it's purposeful, if she's showing then she's showing herself as this world. She's using name and form. She's using cause, time, space and causation, right, uh, in order to play all, to seemingly play all the parts. And you can see, is she playing all the parts? She's playing all the parts. Maybe if there's only one, be- if there's only one being, right, she's playing all the parts. And the example is given again as a dream. And when we're dreaming, we're only one being playing all the parts. We create a universe. We create souls. We play all the parts. We cry. We weep. You know, we fall in love. We break up. We, everything happens in the dream. You know, we, uh, somebody dies. We cry. You know, and we wake up like, whoa, I had a wild dream. <laughs> you know, so it's, that's an example. Not saying that this is what happens, but this is the sages always point to like a dream. They use that line to give an example that we have some idea. How one being can become everything and play all the parts, right? And be, and even illusion in a certain sense, right? But it's her own illusion for her. I mean, it's like uh, we, uh, we're in, when w- we imagine something, it's not real, but it is real. It's not, you know, anyway. the point. And I don't have enough time for my main name, so I'm going to move ahead. Jaga Jiva Mai, Haim of Ati, Maya Mahamahi. Naga Yagnu Pavitrangi Nagini Nagashaini. Then the next, so these, I'm just going to read the next verse because Naya Kanya Deva Kanya Gandavi Kanan Kinarishwari. So a bunch of Naga names, snake names, right? And so Naga Yagnu Pavitrangi Nagini Nagashaini. So the next name is Naga yajna Pavitrangi. I'll come back to that because Nagini. Nagini means she who is a snake, right? She's a naga. And nagini. Naga is the masculine word for a snake, right? The general word for the species and the name of a of a of a of a boy snake and a girl snake is Nagini. Right. and if you were to give her give a snake a, a a formal name, Naga Nagini, this is Mr. and Mrs. Snake, you know, Naga and Nagini, so she's Mrs. Snake or she is Snake. So that's a simple thing. So she's a she's Nagini. So Naga Shiny, and then there's Naga. And the next name, the next verse is Naga, uh, Naga Kanya. She's the daughter of the snakes, and then she's the daughter of the Deva Kanya, daughter of the gods, Kinai Shri. She's the goddess of the kinatas so these are now we're going on to we're listing all these semi-divine beings so she's ident where this text is identifying her as all these um, Gandharvas and Kinadas and Dakinis and Yakinis they'll go into all these and Nagas are one of such names right so it's, it's working into that thing but it starts out very clear she's Naga she's Nagini she's a serpent right so Nagini is a serpent she's a queen of serpents there's many deities called Nagini that's why I'm bringing it up um uh, uh. and serpents have a lot of symbolism you can imagine we're talking about Kundalini, so the main yogis for for yogi uh, the serpent is a symbol of Kundalini and and just like when we think of this infinite power little bitty living space as the old movie shows you know you, you, like that it seems to be when you if you do that you imagine this this thing. When you compact it, it seems to be coiled. You call like a spring, it's like click 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 click. Don't touch it. Careful, right? <laughs> and then you tuck it in. It, you know, it's gonna. It's gonna, you know. So that's so. M- M- Kundalini is described as whether this is a literal thing or is a symbolic thing, as coiled energy. The, and and that and a coiled thing. All that tension, all the potentiality, the tension. Its nature is to release. And straighten itself that's that's how jack-in-the-box and like that works you know it, once you want to release it once you re- once you release the thing that's covering it it, it explodes and and writes it it the uh, it wants to become straight and you're making it coiled and bent and compressed right and so that's one of the reasons that she's described as a snake because snakes are coil are often seen coiled that's a most common image of a snake a coiled snake right coiled and so she's visualized, kundalini is visualized by tantric yogis as coiled at the base of the spine underneath muladhara, right? And it's imagined that there's a shivaling, a black shivaling at the base of the spine and she's coiled three and a half times, right? That has its meaning also has to do with the, the, uh, the letters of Om. It has to do with um, uh, the, the gunas and all kinds of things like that. We don't put too much into it. With her mouth, tail in its mouth. Right, that's like, and so you need to actually to, once the tail gets, then it's un uncoils herself, right? And so that's an interesting image to use a spring idea, right? Coiled. But if you see a coiled snake, right? I don't know if you, if you like snakes. I like snakes. He likes snakes. You love snakes, right? <gasps> Horrified of snakes. <laughs> You're in the wrong religion. <laughs> but we'll make room for you, don't worry. You grow up at the foothouse? yeah <laughs> no actually yeah actually in india snakes until recently maybe even now the number one cause of accidental death mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is snake bites. so that's yeah. fear of snakes is a real thing right we have i mean we have four varieties of poisonous snakes in california in this part of california i think right but practically saying there's no poisonous snakes in california because there's no we've they've lost habitat we have luckily here we i mean luckily luckily we still have some snakes here but we haven't had one come into the garden in years. Mm-hmm. They used to come all the time, you know, into the garden. It's just there's less, so it's a sad thing, but it's less dangerous, but also very sad that, 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 that we, I'm thinking we like snakes. Um, so uh, a snake, when you see a coiled, like a, like a cobra or a rattlesnake, they're coiled, right? And like this, actually, I show you I like snakes. I have a giant tattoo of a snake, right? For, for, for this exact purpose, it's coiled. Coiled snake not moving right can straighten itself out really fast a coiled snake becoming a straight snake that's 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 even if it's in your direction it's about that that's a bite right it's like you know you know that, you know that the, the potential energy of a snake a coiled snake it's actually it's definitely interesting the potential energy of a straight snake it'd have to it'd have to coil up near near its head and then make a jump at you to, to really get to you Right, but coiled, it 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 has its full length. It can go, right. So that's a. Uh, 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 so it's a perfect symbol of Kundalini in that sense. It's it's both the idea of coiled as in compressed, but coiled as in when it releases, when it chooses to release. Because that's the thing is like with a spring, we can release it, right? Kundalini is not like that, right? This is she's Nagini. It's not just some snake that we trapped in a box or a spring that we. I use even though I use that click 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 image just to show the way it's imagined right but she herself she can straighten herself when she likes right and so there's a danger there's systems of yoga that are strong powerful kundalini where you're like if I do I have my back's a little bad right now even to demonstrate I'd hurt my back you know the, the breath of fire stuff you know you're trying to like ah get up you know trying to awaken like that it's can do something it, it, really what that what it does it flushes the system as prana and that's good because it clears the way for kundalini but actually the idea of trying to force the kundalini this is in classical hinduism that's, that's demons do that not, not devotees because the kundalini is the goddess and we do not force our will upon the goddess the demons what do we, we say I shall come come marry come what is it what the shumba marry shumba nishumba, or drag you by the hair you know, it's like it's like, you see what happens. to uh, Shumba and those who threaten to to force her to do something, drag her word by the hair. This is not a very. It's a very an un, an unwise attempt, right? Because like a serpent, right? She uh, she's very dangerous, right? Uh, and so her awakening is very dangerous. So better. You can get a snake to come out to, to come towards you lovingly by food or by affection you know it's like oh, oh how beautiful you know there's other ways to to make up the snake but trying to force her up is a very dangerous thing. because also this is the goddess and we we're servants of the goddess worshipers of the goddess not manipulators of her energy for our own selfishness and so sometimes you can see our language of our of our of our shakti sadhanas can be a little a little dangerous we have to uh, yeah that's it, it's, uh, it's I think it's not this a little I think it's very dangerous but she so snakes are very dangerous right it's and, and it's potential energy potential power coiled energy uh, uh, uh. but she's not going to she is so by saying that the snake image is the goddess it's interesting that um oh, another, another another thing why snakes are Every religion, many religions, every okay. let say every religion has snake symbolism, and they use uh, uh, they're all actually symbolizing the same type of thing, but they give it different values, right? So you know, in one religion the snake is a goddess, another religion the snake is a devil, right? And you could say, oh, they're, they're they're giving two different meanings to the snake. I think they're giving the same meaning but different value, right? Because they're the, the the thing they're attributing is the same quality. It's just one's, you know, cautiously going; the other is is. Is, is, is reacting against. Right. But one of the things so snakes snakes have many uh symbolic properties or have been viewed symbolically. So one is this this is the overtly Hindu tantric Shaktism yogic thing of kundalini. Right? Another quality of the snake is that of time. Right? Because snakes have a quality. Not only are they coiled, not only do they uncoil and not only are they dangerous, uh, they also um shed their skin. Right and so like the moon, the moon goes, goes to uh, Amavasha and then you think it's dead, and all of a sudden out of it comes out of which it leaves the dark shell behind and it comes out. Right, that's the month itself is a snake shedding its skin. Right, and so it becomes a symbol of time. It becomes a symbol of, um, I guess rebirth, but not really. Actually, is a, 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 it's, an, but anyway, it's a symbol of eternality. That's a better way of saying it, right? Because s- snakes, legendarily, that's a word, not a word, that's not a word legendarily, by legend, according to uh, perceived by legend, snakes are considered to be immortal in Hinduism, right? Now, of course, that's not really true. People know that eventually snakes get old and die, right? But why are they considered immortal? because in one sense, nobody really sees. Unless you kill a snake, you don't see a dead snake. I mean, if you, you, I'm sure people will put them in an aquarium and fed them, and eventually they get old and die. So it's not like the big uh, big unveil uh, popping of a cultural expectation that snakes live forever. But they're said to, to live forever because you don't see a dead snake. And what you see, you, see a, you keep seeing the snake's old body and a, and a live snake slither out of it. Right, so it's it's so it's, so unless you kill a snake, a snake doesn't die in popular belief or cop, popular view. Right. Therefore, killing a snake is really inauspicious. Mm. One of the reasons, right, because you're killing something that on its own shouldn't shouldn't die. Right? you're unnatural. Of course, killing anything's unnatural, but most things just die, and don't come out of their dead body. Right, snakes are something that die and come out of their dead body. So to kill it so it doesn't do that is really doing something. Right. So, the snake becomes also a symbol of the soul, right, which is constantly, it never really dies. Right? But to kill a person is a very huge crime, or a very huge thing, but a person never really dies. It's an interesting type of thing. Um, but, but it's also, but, so it's that, it's a symbol of time, symbol of immortality, but it's a different type of immortality. So, it's, it's, I'll say it's a symbol of rebirth, but it's not a symbol of rebirth, because it's a symbol of resurrection. Interestingly enough, right? It's a more that idea, right? Something's about to die or something dies out of its own body. It continues living or something new comes out, right? Rather than like rebirth as this going to another soul, another body and then starting like we normally, it's not a symbol of reincarnation generally. That's uh but it's in a sense that the soul doesn't die or like that. Uh, and so killing a snake is considered very, very inauspicious. And uh, uh, even if you want to know maybe you can remember in your life whether or not you've killed a snake or had a snake killed but can you know if you've killed a snake in your past life it's an interesting thing you can know if you killed a snake there is a uh uh, any vedic astrologer it will only take a few minutes Mm -hmm. to find out if you've killed a snake in your past life Mm -hmm. sharpa uh uh, what's it called Um, um doha or some dosha or something like that there's a there's a and you know and so we, we and, and it said actually that if you've like I have I have like a um our friend uh, uh revered Swami Bodhi Chidananda Saraswati Maharaj, he um he had an ashram in the Himalayas in uh, in the jungle, a true jungle ashram, one of the nicest ashrams in the world while it was there and uh that snake here at snake snake country we're in the jungle we're not in the city you know and and many snakes and he snakes have never bothered him right even even you know there'll be a a viper in his room he picks it out and takes it out of his room you know even i I had a cobra go across my you know uh this i didn't realize oh snake oh snake and then like our the worker that was there was like I was, like, I was like oh I guess that's a cobra. <laughs> I said bad he goes you know, he was like freezing I thought was, I like snakes you know. I didn't think he he told me the cobras were still in in Dormishan. they were asleep but right? they weren't mm-hmm. uh, uh, but there's another swami named Deva Bhaktananda great name right from Shivananda ashram and he he lives at the at the big ashram and he goes to our friend's ashram for for meditation in the jungle, everybody—I mean, everybody—everybody everybody wants to meditate by the gunga in the jungle. It's like that's everybody's dream, right? So he goes there, but every time he goes there, he's bothered by snakes. They chase him around. Cobras come and, and hiss at him, and you know it's like he's constantly everywhere he goes, he's being bothered by snakes. You know, like where nobody else—sorry, none never bothered by snakes, right? Because so this is one view is that because in his past life he killed a snake, right? They keep memory. This is a, this, well, this is true or not? This is classical type of thing. And so there's, there's uh, 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 so people who who who, who find this, uh, uh, who have this there's a, there's different pujas that can be done to rectify this sin of killing the snake, and actually very often we'll find like in the in the pranami box or something, like we're clearing out the money of the box and we find these two little silver snakes, like oh somebody somebody an astrologer told you have to make a donation of two silver snakes to a to a Shiva temple. Right, and then we find actually you can't really see, but our Shiva here, on um, there's a little like a fence around him, uh, and you, all around that there's all kinds of little tiny, we we eventually give him to Shiva. There's all these little little stuff that people have donated to rectify their 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 their, their, their fact that they, and they're in there. Maybe that's why they're not having children. That's my you know. There's all the kind of beliefs in in Vedic astrology of the the the, the cause like that. But anyways that's why it's so. Uh, um, and if when a snake is killed by accident, right, it's it's cremated the same way a human being is. You give the full ceremony. It's interesting. They're not giving regular, so that's respecting them or fearing them both, right? Uh, both things. Uh, that's both things. Okay. We'll see if I get okay. Nagini. So, uh, so another another quality of this, of 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 a. Uh, so the snake is the symbol of the goddess. It is the goddess symbol of mortali- immortality, symbol of potential, of spiritual energy. It's a symbol of of Kundalini, of coiled energy, of potential energy, right? Uh, 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 all those type of things, right? As a result, it's a symbol of the goddess, right? And of the goddess traditions. Right. And so you have, uh, uh, in some traditions, they d- demonized the serpent or the snake, right? Where uh, 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 the snakes are associated with trees, are associated with goddesses, right? And so even in the book of Genesis, we have a snake under a tree, right? Interesting, that snake, who's that snake? Oh, it's the devil, right? It's interesting, it's never a sign. That's the thing we, we have assigned that later, right? Christianity is assigned that later, right? It's, it's never a sign, devil. And it's also called, what is it, the, um, the uh, deceiver or the liar, right? Interesting. the only one that didn't lie in the story, <laughs> right? Uh, in the story, you know, Adam lies, Eve lies, God lies, but the snake does not lie, and he's called the liar, interestingly enough, <laughs> right? There's a lot, very interesting, there's new research, and right? I'm not ready to, I, I want to make a fool of myself making statements, scholarly statements beyond my knowledge but they've discovered this is the the ancient hebrews had lots of goddesses before monotheism was full became a thing became its primary defining and so there was a goddess associated with trees right and snakes right and the story as it's presented in the book of genesis would be seen by the original hearers as the triumph of a new god over the old religion that's one of the meanings that was given, right? And interesting enough, the goddess whose name I'm forgetting, who's associated with trees and snakes, and uh, 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 is in ancient times, this is like really ancient time, before there was formal Judaism and things like that. Um, she was one of the wives of Jehovah, mm-hmm. who became Jehovah, so <laughs> he, he was married once. <laughs> in very ancient times, this, like, this is like an anthropological study of ancient goddess traditions, you know. Um, that's very, very interesting. So, but you see that the the and also trees and snakes and goddesses. We have a tree outside. We worship Manasa Devi, the snake goddess, right? We have so we have snakes. Usually, snake goddess temples are always near trees at the base of trees. Right, a very significant. So, uh, uh, she's uh, and so then you have what? What's the other? What St. Patrick's Day, right? It's a good day to wear wear green and get drunk that's apparently the the way you celebrate the great St. Patrick St. Patrick is attributed, it's not true in one sense, you know he chased the snakes out of Ireland right, you know a story like that there are no snakes in Ireland, it's true but there's never been snakes in Ireland he did not chase the snakes out of Ireland he chased paganism out of Ireland right, and so the snakes become the symbol of paganism Right? so our yearly post on St. Patrick's Day is calling back all the snakes, the serpents you know, or calling back the serpents you know. the old religion can still come back you know. uh, or St. George you know, this image of, of St. George uh, uh, where he's killing he's on a horse and he's killing a dragon now that's a very ancient pagan story it's been attributed to several saints it ended up with St. George it's not the, the historical development of that story but there's part of the story where that dragon what do dragons do? Right, and all these old stories—they, they guard treasures, right. That's another thing. They guard this symbol of kundalini and things like that. Also, but they're they're guarding treasures, and they're um, um the 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 uh, they were gonna make they were gonna in the story of Saint George slaying the dragon or the serpent, he's uh, uh it's a female dragon, right, and he, who guards a treasure. So in Hindu, we would say that's kamini kanchan lust and greed right but you see his re- response is to slay it right this is a, rather than to, to Sri Krishna said Maya because she's the one who the serpent's also Maya Maya cannot be fought right you cannot destroy Maya she's Ma it's Ma right he says Maya must be perpetuated must be worshipped and then you can then he would show and he'd demonstrate Ma do not delude me by thy world bewitching Maya don't let me forget let me see you I don't want name and fame, Ma. I only want to love you. I don't know how to worship you. Give me pure love for you. Let me think of you all. that. he demonstrate the way to pray it to Ma. But he, and he has always, you cannot you cannot fight Maya. If you fight Maya, you will definitely lose. Right? You know, because she's God. Right? And and uh, no matter all the definitions of Maya, you cannot fight her. You have to perpetuate it. The whole chandi starts with this very point. Right? That she Maya must be perpetuated. So, Nagini and I'm gonna the uh, Naga We'll do next week, but I do have to say at least a few words of Yagna, Yag Yagna uh, Naga Yagna Pavitra. Gni. She is the sacred thread. She is a Naga sacred thread, on 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 the body. So, or she could say she's the one who wears a Naga as her sacred thread. Her or Pavitra, right. So that's an interesting thing. So she, so when, of course, Ma you don't see as much, but actually in, 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 in proper images of the Ma, there'll be a sacred thread shaped like a snake. But you'll see this more with Shiva. Shiva, you, almost all images of Shiva will have a sacred thread as a snake. Or with Ganesha, he has a sacred thread as a, his sacred thread is a snake, right? Or he's the snake. And it's always the same thing because the, the, the Yajna Pavitra, as per the Tantric tradition, is Kundalini. Right, it's made of three strings, Ida, Pingal, and Shishumna. Right, tied with three knots, which is Brahma uh, Granti, Brahma Vishnu Granti, and Rudra These are knots in the body. Right, and uh, uh, even when you, its interesting when you tie a sacred thread. There's methods of tying them given in old tradition, and there's a way. It's actually very—you—you you take the three strings like that, and then you tie it in a certain way. You have to so make the first knot. You have to. Imagine part of the string as a tree, and then the the string that you're using to tie is a snake, and the snake goes around the tree three times, goes up, and goes back into the hole, and then you pull the knot, mm-hmm. right? So it's using the snakes and trees as and and the triple kundalini and the three knots like that, and then we then uh, uh, so it's identifying, yeah, uh, identifying uh, the 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 it's giving the interpretation that the sacred thread is ultimately. Uh, she who wears the sacred thread of of, of uh, that's that's a serpent or who's who is the sacred thread which is a serpent like that mm. so actually this ida pingala so that's and so when you so then what happens when you if you've seen the tradition the sannyasi we don't wear anymore but you take the string and some some families they don't all do it you wrap it you take the string and you wrap it around your thumb three times and then you chant you chant the Gayatri Mantra or whatever mantra is part of it, right? you the Gayatri Mantra. right? Even that, the Kundalini is at the base of the spine was a Shiva Lingam and the serpent is wrapped three and a half times. So this is now your Shiva Lingam, right? And then you're chanting. So by doing this, there's a, in, the, in the Kali uh, uh, Manasa Puja, we talked about this in our classes on the Kali Puja, part of the Manasa, part of the Manasa Puja is offering Japa and, what, and part of worship, you do the worship and you offer Japa. In the internal worship, what do you offer japa? You offer japa on the beads of the chakras, the syllables of the chakras, strung on the string of kundalini. It says, right. So then, actually, when when you're chanting on your fingers, you're not chanting on your fingers. You're chanting on the string of kundalini and on the beads of the chakras, right? So so you go if you go up Alumbilan, if you go up, that's fifty. You go down, that's fifty. Right, on uh, 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 the pedal. Then if you go up the center, right, including Bindu, that's eight. And you have your 108. So the very process of doing japa, you're going up and down the spine, alum, bilom, from the Himalayas down, back back up, this uh, this, uh, back and forth. Because we're still talking about snakes, we'll pick up next week and we'll we revisit that with some more. Because de- my original whole talk was on that one name. So I just, obviously, I did it in the last six minutes. So we'll pick it up. With this name, we'll back up a little bit and recover, and and build upon that. Thank you for your kind attention. Any comments, questions, challenges, donations? Thank <laughs> you. You can.